Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name's Dave. I'm here with Amy, and we are here to bring you the action from all 15 days of the uh, final basho of the year 2022. Uh, it was taking place in Fukuoka, Japan. We've just come off watching yep. the final day uh, of action, and boy, am I uh, emotionally conflicted. Yeah, I'm really, really spent, actually. This was a hard one. I think often we come off the final result, even if it's not what we're expecting or what we want necessarily. You know, we have our own people that we love and even if they lose, you feel like sumo's been done justice. There's been a great bout. They didn't perform at their best. You come into this podcast and you talk about it and you feel okay about that. And we've done plenty of ones where we've said, you know, like like when Takayasu lost against Wakataka Kage and we just spent two hours talking about Takayasu and barely mentioned Wakataka Kage, it still felt fine. But this time around, tonight, I feel really conflicted. I feel weird and this feels quite hard to talk about this, Basho. We do have a lot to unpack and, and I'm sure if you're tuning into us, you know the result. Abi took the Yusho. Yep. It was a three-way playoff, which is the first time we've had a three-way playoff for the Yusho in Makuchi in 28 years. Yep. Uh, and the f- the first bout, so they drew paper first. Yeah, well, we should say that to set this up. Oh, yeah. Takiyasu was one out in front. He came up against Abi and Abi beat him. And Takiyasu looked okay in that bout. He started off okay. The... The Tachiai wasn't as great as it has been for him, so he was eventually overrun by Abi. And at this point he looked really, he looked a little bit down and out. He looked Mm. really discouraged at this point because he's kind of thinking it's happened to me again, I have to go into a playoff like that one I mentioned before against Wakataka Kage where he ended up losing it. Like he, he already feels bad at this stage. Yeah, so he went into his regulation bout today going, my destiny is in my hands. Yep. You're right. The the Kachiage Tachiai that he'd been doing so successfully, this whole basho didn't quite work against Abi. Yeah, and I wondered if he thought about it too much. You know, he worried if going in with the shoulder would come up against Abi's thrusts and not really work the right way. I had this thing where I thought that they were both going to try to pull each other. That didn't prove to be the case. They were both very much trying to push. Yeah. And I think coming into this bout too, Takiyasu ca- came into that first bout with so much expectation on his shoulders. It's another basho where he's dominated throughout yeah. the first 10 days, really set himself up for a show, And, you know, it comes down to this final bout. And look, I really don't like this term, but we hear people calling Takiyasu a choker. Yeah. I, it's not something that sits well with me to talk about choking in any respect in any sport. I definitely don't like the term. I, I hate that idea of you always do it and you get called that as a term. I think it's not helpful, not useful in a way. But I do understand that concept of people being able to deal with pressure in different ways. Mm. And, you know, we know that anxiety has different levels in different people and 
people cope with it in different ways. And so if he is someone who struggles to deal with a whole lot of pressure at a pinpoint situation where it all comes to bear, then that's what I see as choking. But I don't see it as the sort of negative aspect in sport where it's like this person always fails at this point. It's like Mm. this person always struggles to deal with this pressure at this point. Yeah. I think that's the definition of choking. I think so, but I just don't like it as a negative <laughs> no, I'm, term. No, I'm exactly the same, and especially when it's applied to Takiyasu. I I think as Abi took him over the bales, yeah, and flipped him off the doyo, I felt a collective sense of dread. Yeah, that was his chance. It yeah. could have been clean. Yeah, a Takiyasu you showed there was what we all wanted. I think, mm. and you know. It's not that anyone deserves a Yusho. At the end of the day, it's the best ricochet over the 15 days. But Takayasu, it feels like his career deserves a moment. Yeah. That is a Yusho. Yeah. We try pretty hard to be impartial. And I know that might sound funny when we talk about this ricochet or that ricochet and, you know, jokes and all of that. But jokes aside, we try to be pretty impartial. And whoever wins, you know, they're doing the better sumo. But like you say, um, Takiyasu is sort of at this point in the sumo timeline with his career just, you know, objectively deserves a Yusho, I think. And with his mm. family there, we I saw a picture on Twitter. They didn't show them on TV at all. I'm not sure why, but I think his, um, his mother mum. and – Kids were at least, well, that makes me think that maybe they weren't there, that they, they were in another celebration because I think they're in Tokyo. It, it looked, the photo looked like they were it in the stands. It looks like though. they were there, but, but they it's didn't very show un- them on telly. It's unlike the NHK to not know about those things and show those Yeah, because they always shots. show Mitakumi's mum and stuff when she's there. But anyway, he has so much family support and I think he, and his wife was in that shot as well and there's just so much goodwill and backing behind him that I think... You know, when you said the word dread when he lost, I felt that too. I felt it really strongly. I felt it really deep in in my bones. You know, it's a sport that we've all committed our sort of heart and soul to and this one hit us hard. So we we should carry on with the actual, actually what happened. That meant that Abi and Takayasu were on the same score and it meant that Takakesho also had a chance in all of this. So right at the end, the final bout of the day, well, it wasn't the final bout, the final out of the scheduled day, Takakesho came up against Wakataka Kage. He won that one. He timed his thrusts as usual mm. at the moment really, really well and just not smashed Wakataka Kage but beat him reasonably easily. Well, I, I think this was clinical Takakesho sumo against Wakataka Kage today. And one of the things I came away from that bout was the idea of Takakesho's Movement between thrusts mm-hmm. or movement between attacks. Mm-hmm. I think his attacks is, is what, like, we know he's got this ac- incredible Oshi sumo, but it's the work he does in between, repositioning the feet, moving forward, giving his opponent no room. He just overwhelmed Wakataka Kage today. It was beautiful, beautiful sumo. So that left us with a situation where we had three rikishi uh, on 12 3. 12 and 3, yep. Abi. Takiyasu and Takakesho. Yeah, and then as you said, the Tomoe Sen, the three-way playoff, the first in Makuchi for 28 years. They gave them a very small piece of paper that 
they had to open. So it was folded in half and they had to with their, you know, big, big sumo, sumo fingers <laughs> open it up and say what they'll show what they got. And then first up it was Takiyasu and Abi. And, of course, in, in this three-way playoff situation, the first ricochet to win two bouts in a row takes the issue. Yep. So here this was a rematch of the bout that we saw earlier in the day. And actually this was really interesting because maybe we can just briefly bring up Jurio at this point because this had happened again <laughs> earlier in the day. So Diamami was up against Oshoma, who uh, was one out in front like Takiyasu was. Oshoma lost against Diamami. Everyone else who was a possible part of the playoff lost as well. So there was no Takakesha in, in the Jurio example. These two came up against each other again. And in our Jurio commentary, thank you so much, everyone who came on board for that. That was very fun. We were saying what does Oshoma do psychologically in between these two bouts? It's exactly the same opponent. He's lost one already. He's lost that feeling of, oh, I should have got an easy Yusho. Not easy, but I should have got my Yusho here. What can I do? And I thought, you know, maybe he tries to totally reset. But you had a you had a different idea of what he might do. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you can either give people the carrot or the stick. Mm. And I mean that with the carrot, you treat them gently, mm. you give them treats. Yep. Or you give them the stick. Yep. <laughs> And in the Oshoma case, I think it's a matter of, you know, I think we needed two to three burly men to push him up against a wall and then a fourth person to hold a mirror up to his yeah. face. And then maybe a fifth person who doesn't necessarily need to be burly, just asks him a few questions. They need those, a strong voice. The, well, the they would person. need a strong voice. Yeah. Thank you. And those questions are things like, who are you? Yeah. Whose style of sumo are you going to do? Yeah. What happens if you lose? What happens if you lose? No. Well, you don't want to put negative thoughts in their head. What happens if you win? What happens if you win? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and look, so Oshoma came out and um, beat Diamami. Yeah. So that but worked. Whichever technique, whether he had the the carrot, more like my idea of like resetting and feeling good about yourself, or the stick, you know, everybody yelling at you to get the win this time. It was just interesting that it was a similar situation. Oh, very similar situation. With Takiyasu so, straight away coming up against Abi. Yeah, so the paper was drawn. It was Takiyasu and Abi. The crowd in attendance, it was a packed stadium. It was sold out in Fukuoka. They knew the import of this mm. first bout. The rematch, Takiyasu versus Abi. And then Abi hankered. Yeah. Well, so there were a few flow-ons here. So the first few moments, we all registered the hanker. But then after that, what happened after actually took the focus off that because Takiyasu looked badly hurt. Yeah. So from the hanker, we should say Takiyasu went down. So he was able to, Abi was able to move out of the way and then straight away pull him down. So he touched down very quickly, but then he stayed down and he did that kind of stay down when you're on all fours, you know, and, and you're just kind of wobbling. He was like- yeah. Moving really his, weird. Yeah, and that was the thing I was really worried about. His head was bobbing and I thought it's either a it's a bad head injury. Yeah. Or it's well, I mean a spinal injury he would be wouldn't be on all fours. He'd be on the ground. Yeah. That's but true. he certainly did not look with it. He was his breathing was laboured. Mm. He couldn't keep his head still. Mm. It was a shocking moment. It was really felt, awful because yeah. we were already screaming from the henker. I mean yeah. that 
Let's talk about yeah, that in a second. And then and then he just didn't get up. They're they're fairly quick now, uh, the ringside attendants to do something, but they didn't do a whole lot. They kind of a couple of them hopped up on the doyo and poked him a bit and he was head down and really just kind of swaying around. And eventually he tried to get up, but you could still see that he was swaying and blinking and his face was weird and it was just so hard to know and I guess we still don't really know what happened there because he was able to move off the doyo. He wasn't able to step uh, back up though. No. I mean we did see him walk down the Hanamichi later and he looked okay. But at the time it looked like something was seriously, seriously wrong. I was thinking this is career ending. This is a career ending uh, injury. Yeah, well, and I think our, our minds always jump to that nerve damage oh, and something I really know. going seriously yep. wrong at the moment. Yep. And I guess the, the next thought was, well, with the next match being Abi Takakesho, yeah. c- could Takayasu even fight? Yeah, what happens if yeah. he has to fight again? I have been winded in my life and on in hindsight I wonder whether it wasn't um, being winded as well. It just looked a little bit, his movement looked well, a little bit more affected than that. But when did. you're winded you actually can't do anything for quite a long time until you get that that breath back and you, you can't move. Watching the replay was interesting. Mm. So it looked as Abi moved to the side as part of the hanker, uh, Takiyasu crashed his head sideways into Abi's chest. Mm. That alone didn't look like it was like a head injury or anything like that, but he, he didn't also, he didn't hit the ground hard. So it was something that it happened in that initial. It did snap his neck to the side yeah, a little bit. Did a like bit. his head went yep. up against Abi's yeah. body in a bit of a weird way so that, that I really I really hope it's nothing serious yeah well I mean take now the hanker like uh, well I mean what, what is that well I was and continue to be disgusted by mm. it I mean like I think before you were talking about you know the ups and downs of sumo and, and the mm. Yusho race where you know there's times when you come down to that final day where there's a ricochet you go I want a Yusho for this person but at the end of the day, Sumo's the real winner. I, I thought it was just not Sumo. To, to go into this historic three-way playoff, you know, something that doesn't happen all that often, and to throw a hanker out, ag- yeah. regardless of who it was against. Yeah. But it being Takiyasu, I think, made it even worse. And in a playoff. Well, and and in that a playoff. situation yeah, where, yeah, of yeah. course, you want to win and, of course, you need to win and you're desperate for it. But you also want to do... Good sumo at that stage, you know. You want to you want to make it worth the win, and it doesn't discount all the other days of good sumo that Arby's done. But it's well, just I, like, what's the point? No, I, I just think what's it's, the point of it all? Yeah, it, it, it's a bit like that, and I think that you know, put your sumo against your opponent's sumo, mm. and I don't think Arby did that today. So it just made him look scared of Takiyasu. Oh. Yeah, I mean, whatever the the um, the motivations were, it leaves me personally with a very very bad taste yeah. in my mouth. And as you said, I don't think I've ever walked away from a a day fifteen going. I'm disgusted. Now I say that I can think of one uh, when Hakuho bullied Terunofuji to get oh. his final Yusho. I didn't oh, like that yeah. either. I thought that was complete. Oh yeah, that was that was a bully act. Yeah, because we were trying to remember before whether we'd ever felt like this on a day yeah. fifteen. No, you're just right. a, just a bit deflated. Yeah, going. Yeah, sumo wasn't well represented in that bout. Yeah, 
Like what's the point of everything that we've just put into these uh, these whole yeah, 15 yeah, yeah. days? Yeah. It sort of just feels a weird at the end, <sighs> unpleasant, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe we're skipping ahead here because Abi then he comes up against Takakesho. So Takayasu didn't go off. He sat down on the side. You know, obviously still, planning to have another go. Well, he was, but he, he still to. didn't look good. No, he was swaying. Yeah, he it was, was awful. Takakesho, though. And and by this stage we were quite um, animated, I guess. We were really calling to well, Takakesho to take it to Abi. This this felt like a simple good versus evil proposition. Mm. Yeah, it was a real, <laughs> real like Marvel a, business. <laughs> ave- avenge. Yeah, yeah. Takayasu. Yeah. Please. Yeah. But Takakesho's problem, I think, here was that he had seen... Takayasu be hankered. And he was so cautious at the touchy eye. He did not go forward. He was taken, not off guard, but he was he he was taken back straight away by Abi and he was on the back foot straight away and that's not where he works best mm. from. He has to come out with that push like we've seen so successfully. But I think it was because he was being so cautious at that touchy eye. Yeah, I, I didn't see it that way and I think it's okay for us to see it different yeah, ways. Um I thought Abby's touchy eye here was really good. Okay. You couldn't, you couldn't do it twice in a row, a mm. hanker, right? Yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah. But you're right. I don't I, know, but T- Takakesho didn't do his usual come forward. It just didn't blast no, him. but he didn't get a chance because Abby was in his mm. face instantly. I, I think there's another thing at play here, which is I think that Abby had very little to lose Takayasu had a lot to lose. Takakesho, I think, had a lot to lose in terms of, you know, he's, he's this lone Ozeki now. All of the weight of the Ozeki responsibilities are on his shoulders. Getting a Yusho now would be a big signal to say the Ozeki ranks okay and also perhaps contribute to this Yokozuna run. Well, before... This playoff, we, you know, there was a little bit of time and we spent most of that time just digging into Takakesho's, mm. you know, history and just seeing whether there is something for him to become a Yokozuna soon. I mean, I think there's still a lot to go, but well, a, but it, a Yusho here would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Well, so we started to look and it's really only been, you know, July, September and November that he's really hit his stride this year. Um, 11-4 during your show in July, 10-5 uh, in September, and now a 12-3 uh, during your show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not enough by itself. But a you show here, that would have been Put his a third show there and then a strong performance in January. Yeah. Yeah. Because we haven't really been thinking about him, well, I haven't, I will rephrase, <laughs> haven't been thinking about him moving to Yokozuna because we've been so concerned with the Ozeki rank and other people staying at Ozeki, I think I, I just haven't considered what he's aiming for. His end goal is Yokozuna, very much so still. But it, it wasn't to happen and we had, uh, as the Japanese language commentator, yelled out as it happened, Abi Yusho. The crowd were um, on board yeah, to they, a certain extent. Mm. They they went with this. There were a lot of, well, there were some Abi fans in the in the crowd, there were some, you know, great homemade banners and pieces of paper with his name. I mean, there were there were Arby fans, but we were left a bit cold. Can I say, be only because we haven't said it officially on record, Arby v Takiyasu 
massive dog act. Dog act. Like this is of yeah. all of the dog acts we've seen. Yeah. This is pedigree dog act. Yeah. He was asked about it in the interview and I my Japanese is nowhere near good enough yet to know what he said, but I'm not sure that he thought that it was a henker. He was like, oh, maybe it was a bit more of a oh, I don't, meet and move. It, I was, you know, trying to do something no, there. No, it was a henker. <laughs> no doubt about it. Massive dog act. Let's take a step back and I'm going to try to disconnect myself emotionally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just to give you a little wrap-up of Abby's journey to this okay. new show. So, of course, Abby uh, was suspended in yeah. 2020 in August for three basho after breaking COVID protocols. So he got caught going out during lockdown mm. and he initially said he went out twice to get some dinner with some friends. Turns out it was a lot more than that. <laughs> right. He actually offered his resignation, uh, which I think is just something you do knowing that no one's going to accept it and it wasn't uh, accepted. And then Abi sat out the Basho's September, November in 2020 and January 2021. So when he returned for March of last year, he was uh, Makushta 56. And it was a very, very rapid return mm. to Bakuchi. It only took him four Basho. And then on his return, November, he went 12 and 3 Junyu Show. January, he went 12 and 3 Junyu Show. And then f- he very quickly found himself back in Sanyaku. Yeah. Yep. I mean, straight back to Sekiwake. There's no doubt that he's talented. Mm. Um, there's no doubt that very competent Rikishi struggle to combat his style. He's got it not a fully unique, but he, he has a good style that is very much his no, own. I mean, <laughs> who, who could you compare Abi to? I, I think his style is his own. Yeah, I mean, I guess at the moment, Daisho is probably yeah the, the most similar. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think Abby's got this kind of looser, free flowing style yeah. that's as chaotic. Yeah, <laughs> a bit more chaotic than Daisho. And look, honestly, if he hadn't hankered Takiyasu, yeah, I'd yeah. be sitting here praising this guy. Yeah, you know, it's been an absolute um, powerful two weeks from him, but just to go and do that. At that yep. time, I just thought it was a it was a bad decision, and I don't like it. Yeah, it left it left a really sour taste. Mm. I have to say, but you know, hearing being reminded of that history, he's done a great job of getting back. Uh, he was, I thought, he sounded quite humble in his yeah he did uh, speech. He got quite emotional. It must have been a a long. Um, you know, he really had to commit. He he had to sort of, he dropped a lot of rubbish along the way. Like when he was coming back, we were noting that oh, yeah. he was really stopping being so flamboyant, stopping being the fun Arby. He was just like concentrating on getting back. That's so, a, it's a really good point. I think he, he, his sumo has been refined. He's looking heavier yeah, than yeah. before he uh, took that suspension. The thrusts look good. Yeah. They're very, I mean, just, very accurate. There's something in his eyes now. He's very determined and he's got these kind of. Well, you described them as cold dead eyes. Yeah, I did call them cold dead eyes. I mean, I don't want to do him do him an injustice with that, but he's. Uh, I, I guess he's focused and determined yeah. and we've seen that play out today. We've seen him um, take the uh, 
make the choices that he needs to make to get a U-shape. Oh, yeah, well, well said. Very, very diplomatic. He's on the board with one and... Well, can, can, can I also say, so with this win, it means that 2022 we had a different U-show uh, winner for all Basho, uh, yep. which is a nice thing. Yep. Very nice thing. And Abi did that from Maigashira 9. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, he had a he had an easier run, especially in that first week. He was fighting Maigashira 10, like Aoyama, Chiyoshoma, and really only started fighting um, Sanyaku in the last four days. So he did have an easier way through. Yeah, and easier than Takeyasu, who did all of that in the first week, succeeded. Yeah. And then had to fight down. Little did he know he had to fight Arby. Arby was fighting down. Because we made that call that, oh, he's, he's hit all the big guys. Yeah. You know, he's done them. He succeeded. Well, look, like I guess it's probably time to take a moment to reflect, like where to from now for Takiyasu? Can he do it again? Mm. So this year twice he's had the chance yeah. to take a U show and he couldn't do it. Yeah, in a playoff. In a pl- well, <laughs> well, no, no it wasn't outright, a playoff. And then outright. in a playoff. Yeah. Can he do it? Will we see a Takiyasu Yusho? Oh, well, last time I said he, it would be too much to come back from and then he did it, you know, almost again and now very much almost again. I, I don't know. There's no end to the spirit of that guy. So now I'm not going to say that he can't do it again. I'm going to say maybe he's just going to be red hot back in January. Well, Although with this injury, I don't know. Well, okay, injury aside, I agree. In terms of the sumo landscape, it feels like Takiyasu will continue to be there at the end. Yeah, well, so he was at his rank, which has just gone out of my head. Yeah, Magashira won at 12-3. So, I mean, he might go to Sekiwako, right? Yeah. Um, And then maybe he starts an Ozeki run. Who knows? (laughs) Oh, gee, I like this kind of talk. (laughs) Okay, so yes, I'm back on board. But how do you get past Takiyasu? Well, look, yeah, um, Yusho's not everything. Yeah, yeah. But let's move on. Well, the special prizes. Special prizes. Takiyasu, he got one, thank goodness. He got the Shukun Show, the outstanding performance, absolutely warranted, and they did not sully it with another name. It was only Takiyasu. (laughs) But Arby, he got the Fighting Spirit Prize, the Kanto Show. And the Ginosho, the technique prize, was won by Hoshoryu. It was given if win. And spoiler alert, he did win. How so, do you feel about well, the I don't like the Ginosho idea. if win? I don't like the Ginosho being conditional. Yeah. Like if, you, if you've demonstrated great technique, which Hoshoryu <laughs> did over those 14 days, just give it to him. And if it's if win, it should be if win with, with an amazing ki- <laughs> technique. And actually he beat Kirabiyama with Yorikiri. So he shouldn't have oh, got he shouldn't have got it. Yeah, I that, agree. That just makes a farce of and, the technique prize. And look, I, I think probably, you know, what is going to go down in history was that uh, amazing um, Kimarate that he did on day five, that Kawazu Gake, the hooking backward counter <laughs> throw against Midori Fuji. Yeah. And I think that set up the whole uh, Ginosho idea. Yeah. I mean, you could have given him on day five the Ginosho. Yeah, yeah. It's not if win. But even after that, he got Totari, Sodogake, Wadanage. Yeah. He got a hikake, you know, yeah. like he, he definitely did it, but it, sh- it shouldn't <laughs> come down to a yorikiri it's on so day It's so funny on day 15 that that's the technique he gets. <laughs> uh, and uh, so that's all the prizes. Have we said that? No. Yep, that's the special yep. prizes. Yep. Um, so congratulations. Okay, we're going to take a quick tour 
through yep. the rest of uh, our friends, aka the Rikishi who took part in this uh, basho. <laughs> Takakesho have spoken a bit about. Look, I think in the end, he will look back at that final bout against Abi and be disappointed with his performance. Mm. He had a stellar basho this time around. I think every day we sat there and just said, how good is Tucker Keisho? Yep, yep. And he came up against, you know, people who could have given him problems and have given him problems in the past and and triumphed. He beat Oho on day 14, which is great because, you know, these young guys coming up with a, a really strong style and heaps of confidence, you know, he's even knocking them over. So, um, yeah, Tucker Keisho, no problem then. I think he's... As he said, his instinct, his sumo instinct kicked in well this time around yeah. and may it ever continue. <laughs> but uh, the other Ozeki, Shodai, was not as lucky here. He was Kataban and he went six and nine. He um, lost his Ozeki status on day 13 against Tamawashi and that's the end of his 13 basho at Ozeki. Which, look, let's not take that. Away from Shorai, uh, 13 Basho Orozeki is a huge achievement. He got seven Kachikoshis uh, out of those 13, and we're not including the when he went Kyujo in November of 2020. It's a bit sad, though. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't look like he gave up, but he did look like he went back to some of his old bad habits, I guess. Yeah, bad habits is a good way to say it. wasn't able to pull off that final move that he would use to win. There were some highlights there. I mean, his day 11 bout against Wakataka Kage, I thought was really positive Ozeki Sumo from Short Eye. But, yeah, in the end, wasn't enough. Do you think he'll get his 10 wins in January? Oh, it'd be hard. <laughs> I can't mm. quite imagine. I mean, January, it's a whole new year. You're fresh. Maybe day one he'll he'll turn up with a whole new mindset or he'll find some inspiration from someone in his stable or something. But I think that 10, it would be pretty hard. Yeah, it's a stretch. <laughs> yeah, so that would mean that he would um, – so, yeah, he'll be Sekiwake in January and then that would mean that he would drop out of – start to move out of the ranks and leave – Takakesho is the only Ozeki unless somebody else comes up. That somebody else might be Wakataka Kage. He's one of the Sekiwake. It might be Hoshoryu. He was the other. Both of these guys um, got their kachikoshi. Mm. Let's move on to Sekiwake, shall we? Wakataka Kage. Yep. Uh, finished on eight and seven. He got what he needed. He got his kachikoshi. And look, really, if you look at, at the rikishi he lost against, it's a, it's a good effort. He lost against the likes of Takayasu. Uh, Midori Fuji, Abi, we lost against Shodai, as we said, and Takakesho. But I guess it's these losses against Kodnawaka, Tobizaru that seem to be the difference for Wakataka Kage. And at Sekiwake, this is the real test. You've got to beat those up in Magashira Rikishi every day. I think so. One of his issues has been that first week. This time, uh, he got one, oh, he did two, pretty three, good. four, five wins out of the first eight, which is uh, better than he, <laughs> he has done mm. in the past. He's really front-loaded those losses. So that's a move in a positive direction. But saying that, you would have then liked to move into the second week and got more than just uh, an eight-seven. So Well, 
a loss against Shodai yeah. should not have happened for Wakataka Kage. Yeah. And it's just it's those little wins that, you know, take you from a 10-5 to an 8-7 very quickly. Uh, there, there was talk online about a good result here could be argument for promotion to Ozeki, yeah. given now that we not only have considering one. It. Too far away, Wakataka Kage. Hoshoryu, though, he obviously was in the running for uh, the Yusho right up a- until day 14. He uh, lost against Arby then, so he joins that club of, you know, very disappointed Arby opponents, and then he moved two off the lead. So day 15 he wasn't in the race, but he did manage to get the win. Uh, but we commented in our um, – Nakabe podcast that he just looked really confident and getting that 11-4, which is so much better than the 8-7s and the 9-6s that he's been getting, must be a real yeah, boost I mean, for him. It, this is a great score for him and a great effort. And you feel his uh, Ozeki aura growing basho by basho. He's, he just brings a confidence to the doyo. And look, I mean, he's still losing bouts he probably should be winning, but... Yeah. He just looks very, very good out there at the moment. There's a lot of discussion about who will be the next Ozeki and everybody's been focusing, well, I think a lot of people have been focusing on Wakataka Kage, uh, but I wonder whether it might not be Hoshoryu. I I think Hoshoryu is probably a better chance. But just recently. Well, yeah. If he can get that technique consistent because he does look so exciting and and so many different techniques that he can use against his opponents. Whereas Wakataka Kage perhaps looks a little bit more, not one dimensional, but like four dimensional, whereas Hoshori is like 11 dimensional, you know. A million dimensional. It goes into string theory. (laughs) (laughs) But then, I mean, if you look at Hoshori, day 12, he lost to Oho, day 13, he lost to Takakesho, and day 14, he lost to Abi. It, it, it does feel like that all-haul loss hurt him the most and he looked very, very disappointed when he lost that one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He doesn't like to lose this guy. No, I think he's got a certain pecking order in his head yeah. where there's some <laughs> people right. he won't cop L's from yeah. and all was definitely one of them. <laughs> well, fair enough. Yeah, all, fair enough. All the way at the bottom did had a did a cracking job. And, um, yeah, he's seeing him as the, the young upstart, even though he's young himself, does not want to take a loss from him. Mitake Umi, though, what are we saying well, here? Well, okay, so. It's all lols for Mitake Umi. Mitake Umi needed 10 wins to uh, re- uh, go back to his Ozeki status. He didn't get it. He no. finished on 6-9. But you he know what? care. I think he had a great time out there. <laughs> I think he enjoys his, uh, his life. Do you know what was one of the most eye-opening things of this basho was going, okay, Mitakumi, he's lost Ozeki status. Uh, he hasn't managed to get it back here. What's? Let's just go back and have a look at Mitakumi's career to just check out where he's at. It was so different from what I thought. I don't know where I lost track of his career along the way. I knew, <laughs> <laughs> I knew he'd been in Sanyaku for a long time, but I didn't know that it was, you know, since 2016. You showed, the year that we started watching Super. You showed me this and I was shocked. Like you said, when did Mitakumi first become Sanyaku? I was like, no, early 2019. Yeah. No, no 2016. it was three years ago before that. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly knew he was a long-running 
Sanyaku candidate. And and he's dropped down into Magashira ranks at times in that. Very, very briefly. Yeah. There was an odd, you know, September 2016, he had a little visit down there, or actually throughout 2016. Also, for some reason, I thought he'd been Ozeki for way longer than he has. He got to Ozeki after his Yusho in January this year. Fair enough. I've got a lot of things to think about. I can't keep Matakimi's full record in my mind at all times. Yeah. But still, it was but I really will. different. From this day on, I will. Yeah. And Never look, forget. He leaves Ozeki, and I think that it's, it's a rare case where a rikishi can get back going through the traditional method of, you know, 32, 33 wins over three basho. But he leaves Ozeki a true champion. Yeah, yeah. And I think he'll hang around Sekiwake Komasubi for, for quite a while. He's got three Yusho. Yeah, yeah. He's succeeded. He's succeeded. He's been a successful. Oh. Uh, he's successful at his sport. He is. He is. <laughs> but he'll drop down to Komasubi now. Uh, yes, he will. Yep. Yeah. Because he just absolutely yolloed it at the end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I, I really enjoyed Mitakumi's sumo in that it was carefree. Yeah, there, there was like some. There were some days where he just, the opponent got the belt, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, I'm going out." Yeah, like short eye on See day ya. four, like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> oh sure, you didn't really try today. I think he really tried against Nishiki Fuji. I wonder if that was because Nishiki Fuji is younger and sort of coming up, and he's like, "Well, I've got to make this one last ditch yeah. effort. I can't let this young guy kind of take me out." He still lost, but it was. A much better effort than against Hoshoryu and Shodai. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, he's uh, he's going down. He's going down. Moving on to the Komasubi ranks. Well, Tamawashi coming off that sensational September Yusho win ended up on six and nine. And, boy, this was a bumpy start to the Basho. He just could not find a win early at all. Yeah. Yep. This was better than the Basho after his first Yusho in January 29, where he went 5'10". So the 6'9 is one better than that. Yeah, so, so the next time he wins a Yusho, he might even go 7'8". <laughs> well, I mean, if we look, he at, at Nakabe day 8, he was 1'7". Yeah. But then wow. <laughs> he, he went... Uh, five wins and two losses over the last seven days. So it certainly got better for him. And he was fighting, you know, he was fighting up obviously a lot in that first week. The, his sumo just looked a bit, a bit off kilter. Yeah. It yeah, wasn't solid. Yeah. He didn't have that confidence or no. the, maybe he just relaxed a little bit or he, um, he, he deserves to relax. feeling as good. Yeah. He, he can it. relax. He can relax. Yeah. And three, uh, two more of the other Komasubi also went uh, Makakoshi, and that was Tobizaru and Daesho. So three yeah. out of the four Komasubi Makakoshi. Tobizaru, I mean, we spoke about him in our Nakabe podcast. We are loving his sumo. He is not always succeeding, but, you know, he had victories over both Ozeki. He beat Wakataka Kage, the Sekiwake. Um, I don't think he'll uh, go down too far because he only went seven and eight and, you know, all hail Tobizaru in the future. Yeah. And look, I, I think 2023 will be a big year for Tobizaru. Yeah. And I mean, it, it feels like an absolute privilege to have watched Tobizaru come up through the ranks. 2020 September was his uh, Makuchi debut and 
he's that rare Rikishi who, even when he loses, seems to enjoy his sumo. Yeah, that's right. And he had some great losses as well. Like his day eight loss to Hoshoryu, he was the only one that was like slipping out of Hoshoryu's leg grabs and attempted, you know. That was a fascinating bout. It was yeah. a fascinating bout. And it really showed Tobizaru's uh, knowledge of Hoshoryu's sumo. Mm. Hoshoryu was really dancing circles around people this time around. But Tobizaru was ready for the leg slipping <laughs> totally. in. Totally. He knows every how time. to do that. Yeah, exactly. Day nine, he got slapped by Takakesho. He's like, I'm not taking that. Yeah. I'll take you out. Thanks very much. And then he got beaten by Sadanumi. But, you know, he is. He's, I don't know, I was about to say he's a champion. That might be one step too far. Oh, well, look, I mean, he's on debut in Sanyaku. I, I think a seven and eight, it's a good effort. It's solid. He didn't lose it. I think he fought well, just couldn't get that extra win that he needed. Another Komasubi, Kirabiyama, will be staying in that rank. Uh, he went eight and seven. You can see him consolidating his spot there. So January 2023 will be his third time at Komasubi. That's really impressive mm. for him. He did lose the last three days, uh, so maybe he just got a bit tired well, at the end. Yeah, but he, in those three, he lost to Meisei and Onosho, two Rikishi he should be knocking over. Yeah, yeah. So there's some, there's some weaknesses I think he still needs to sort out. But, yeah. again, when Kiribayama gets on the belt, I lean in. Yeah. You know, I know it's going to be... It might be a long bout, but <laughs> he's very, very good when um, the sumo starts to slow down. Yeah. And he, he gets a belt position. He had a tough Kachikoshi because it was against Short Eye and the crowd were obviously on board with Short Eye because he was from Kumamoto that's um, on Kyushu. Yeah. So he didn't get any love for his Kachikoshi, um, but that's just how it goes when you're in Kyushu. They really, really favour the people from around that region. Oh, but Kiribayama, eight and seven. Daesho was the other Komasubi. He went seven and eight. Look, he's he's had a fine year. He's he's mostly been in Sanyaku, but after this Akakoshi, he will drop out. But I'm sure we'll see him back in uh, 2023. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Daesho Sumo, I, I think, despite the score, I think he was quite consistent. Mm. And Daesho can run hot and cold, but, you know, I felt this, uh, even the losses here, I think there were positives. Yeah, he was he was pretty solid. Takiyasu at Maegashira 1. Now, we've talked a lot about him. He finished 12 and 3, looked just so solid. The Kachiage, the Tachiai was well, strong. let's talk about that because the Kachiage basically got him into this position where yep. he could vie for the Yusho day after day raising that uh, forearm and slamming it under his opponent's chin. It worked so, so well. It made me think, where has this been? Yeah. Before. <laughs> I think he's getting the timing back and I think yeah. he, he had an injury in that area, so I don't think he could do it for a while. So oh, it's a really point. good sign that yep. he, he can come back with that as strongly as it is. Early in the Basho 2, he was sort of going head-to-head -head with Nishiki Fuji and then on – Day 11, he came up against him and beat him. So that was a really important uh, milestone from him, for him in the middle of the Basho. But, yeah, he just showed showed great sumo. Yeah. Just 
not just such a disappointing end to all of this. But a twelve but and a three, twelve and three, Magashira one. one. The Sanyaku is going to probably be him at Sekiwake with mm, Makitaka Kage yeah, stays I, I, though, and Hoshoryu stays. I think he's only going to go to Komasubi. Yeah, although he's Magashira one. Now we have seen. Wakataka Kage denied from Maegashira 1 before. Mm. Well, no, he was He'll denied Komasubi. Go to Komasubi. Yeah. It does feel like a Sekiwake kind of score, well, though, 12-3 I mean, and M1. They can have well three Sekiwake. They can. Um, but usually that's only if somebody has to drop. So, uh, oh, Shodai has to drop. Shodai has to drop. So there will be three anyway. Yeah. It, it would feel that Komasubi is not fitting for that score. I know. And that effort. What a shame. But I think it will be. But I think 12-3 at M1, Junyu show. Do that two more times. Mm. You, know, you know, I'm thinking Ozeki. Yep. I'm thinking Yokozuna. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. God no worker was the other M1. I mean, if we're trying to... Shove everyone into the Sanyaku. There's just not enough room because this guy has to go in as well. He finished nine and six at Maegashira one. We, uh, he just, you know, cruised by this basho for us. He, well, it was workmanlike okay. sumo. He, yeah. yeah, he he did lose the first three days though, which yeah. was starting to look like an M1 disaster. He lost to Hoshoryu, Takakesho, Shorai. No shame in that. And then day four, he knocked off Wakataka Kage and then just put together an incredible run of wins. Um, but saw, you know, saw him finish on that great score of 9-6. He'll be debuting uh, at Sanyaku. That'll be his highest rank. Great news. So moving down, uh, at, at Magashira 2, say he went 9-6, and six, so that'll move him up. Uh, that's his fourth Kachikoshi in a row after the disastrous 1-14 and 14 at Magashira 3 in March. And the other Magashira 2 was Ichinojo. Well, can I say just quickly on Meisei mm. before we move on mm. to the human headline, Ichinojo. <laughs> so good to see Meisei back in form. I watched that March Basho where he went 114 and I thought he's lost it. Mm. It's over. Yeah, right. His Forever. sumo mind, has, yeah. it's wandered, yeah. it's gone. He just doesn't want to win anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> And then what we've seen coming in to the, this basho has just been such positive sumo, fast, starting to bring the chaos back. And really, he's the kind of ricochet who can beat anyone on any given day. Yeah, we well, beat Takayasu. He uh, certainly on day did. Nine. And that you was... think about how important that that yep. was. Yep, very big win for Meisei. So great news for him. Ichinojo four and eleven. Now, obviously, he <clears throat> uh, had a real story coming into this. The the story about his. Uh, battle perhaps with alcohol and some of those details coming out. Um, and so we heard really late stage that on day 14, he had to go and meet with the JSA. He spent 30 minutes with them and I haven't heard, I haven't seen any reports about what happened there, but it was just so weird that that happened on day oh, 14 rather than, because they'd said it was going to wait until after the basho. The timing is very, very strange on yeah. this. Yeah. Like had something new come out or were they worried that he was going to go AWOL straight after the basho? Well, I like this narrative arc. Just disappear? Just disappear. <laughs> I thought he might have um, disappeared for day 15, I mm. wondered, because he was, um, yeah, I just thought he might have. I he saw- was up against Teretsuyoshi, that's right, for day oh, 15. Yeah. So I thought maybe oh, he God. would go and give him a Fusencho. Yeah. 
I saw someone online say, wow, this must be so serious if the uh, compliance committee are making this uh, exception to meet with Ichinojo on day 14. It must be really serious. Like, well, if it was serious, you would have done it the day before the basho. I guess so, unless anything new came out, but... Or unless the, you know, the compliance committee are just fully booked. They're like, yeah, we've, <laughs> yeah, we've got meetings all week. <laughs> yeah, we're busy. We're busy. Yeah, we've got stuff before. There's going to be like heaps of stuff after. Yeah. We just need to fit Ichinojo in here. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with him. So, yeah, Ichinojo 4.11, it's a very, very disappointing result. Given everything that was going on around, and, you know, I said this in the Nakabi podcast, but just I admired that he turned up every day. I admired that he fought, well, I wouldn't say fought well, but I think he turned up and I think that that was probably the real achievement. Um, it can't be good for a young man to be have such media scrutiny on them. Well, I mean, he deserves it if he's done what? The story says. Well, I mean, he deserves it, but I mean, you know, it, it's a problem outside of his control, I believe. Well, struggling with alcohol, I think you could argue is outside of your control. It, it, like it's an addiction. Yeah, yeah, so, but he still has to deal with it. Like no, he still I mean, has he's to deal, deal with, with the it. consequences. Yeah, absolutely, he's got to deal with the consequences. Yeah, uh, yeah, completely. But I feel like to to do that, he easily could have gone Kujo. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, with I kind of wonder why he yeah. he didn't or why they didn't ask him to. I mean, we have no idea how yeah, this stuff works no, there. And look, it wouldn't be surprising if they make him sit out next time. We don't know. I, I, I feel what at the moment there's the JSA are trying to negotiate between him and his hair. Yeah, it totally depends what the relationship with the hair is. Yeah. Like if that fully breaks down and he is not part of a sumo stable anymore, then he would not participate no. in the basho. If he gets charged um, with a crime, yeah. then he would that would play out and he would not be part of the basho. Um, but if it's just a difficult situation to navigate, nobody chooses to make any <laughs> actionable things about it, then he just carries on as, mm. as normal, I guess. It's just such an odd situation because... Um, yeah, well, so well, policing is different from it's so else. different. I oh, know Western sport, the relationship sits with the club or yeah. the sporting franchise, they deal with, with their players. A yeah. central body doesn't get involved in that, yeah. Like you can be suspended by the club, yeah. So he could be suspended, yeah, the way Arby was with oh, absolutely, yeah, or Reardon or. Sunny I, I mean, they're all ca- slightly different. Yeah, it's all slightly mm. different. Yeah. Oh, well, Ichinojo 411. Uh, Maegashira 2 will take a big slide down the uh, Banzuke. And Maegashira 3, Ura. Now, this was a puzzling basho from Ura. Ended up on 411. Took him a long time to get that first win. Yeah, yeah. He, he looked really terrible. Um, he got his first win on day 10. <laughs> Against Nishikigi, um, and then yeah, managed to scrape the, oh, the four. Can I, I can I interrupt you there? His first win was actually day eight. Day eight against okay. Ichinojo. Oh yes, he went zero seven. Yes, Ichinojo. Yep. Uh, then he got another win against uh, Nishikigi. Nishikigi was one of his other wins, but yeah, just 
after a good stint in the joy, I think he's now going to fall down into mid because he's not looking great. Yeah, I think what's interesting about Ura's performance in this basho was that over the last six to nine months, I've been quite critical of his touchy eye where it's he's low, he's starting back, he doesn't engage and he lets his opponent come forward, which effectively ruins their touchy eye. He stopped doing that. Mm. He's coming at his opponent in a more traditional way and I think it leaves Ura with fewer options and it, it just wasn't a good look for him this time around. Yeah, yeah. The body, <laughs> the body, it's not working. Well, can I say there's 411. But let me tell you who the four people he beat was. Yeah. Ichi Nojo. Yeah. Broken bad. man. Nishikigi. Good. Quality. Yeah. Takara Fuji. Broken man. Teretsuyoshi. Oh, no. Broken man. <laughs> really? So, I mean, man. really, like, let's look at that. That's yeah, one okay. win against a good opponent. Yeah. Yeah. What happened, Nishikigi? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That makes me wonder more about Nishikigi than anyone else. Yeah. Well, keep a keep a careful eye on yeah. Ura. Midori Fuji was the other Magashira three, and he scraped together an eight seven um, on day fifteen. A dominant performance today against uh, Kotoshoho. No, really. He blew him away today. Yeah. Didn't he? Wow. I loved watching Midori Fuji this time around. I thought he was one of, in, in a, a bit of a world of hurt for Isagahama. <laughs> <laughs> he and obviously Nishiki Fuji were, um, were some shining lights. And although he only got the 8-7, he did finally get to that Kachikoshi. And at Maegashira 3, in that like deep in the joy, he did a great job. Yeah. Look, I mean, he's so young. He's 26 years old. Very, very new to... Uh, Makuchi, we need to remember this. This is his fourth basho there. Mm. He's fighting up at Maegashira really? 3, fighting quality opponents. And at no point did he look outclassed. At no point did he look intimidated. He was fighting the best of the best. He fought Kiribayama, he fought Shodai, Hoshoryu, Takakesho, Mitakuyumi, Tobizaru. I think he fought all of the Sanyaku. Mm. He did. I mean, and he came out with an 8-7. Yeah. The other thing to remember with Midori Fuji, the fact that he's up this high is a bit of a mathematical fluke. So July this year from Maegashira 11, he went 10-5. September, he moved to Maegashira yeah. 1. <laughs> so pretty cool. Well, <laughs> It's not unlike Tobizaru's ascent to the top where it's it's a bit of a kind of logical yep. fluke. Yeah. Uh, but both Tobizaru and now Midori Fuji are showing, yeah, you put me up here, I can fight. Midori Fuji did go seven and eight at Maegashira 1, but that's an absolutely solid performance. I feel like this 8-7 at Maegashira 3 is a very, very big deal. Yep, yep. I think it's really great for him. I think he's spreading out his... Uh, He's Kimarite as well, you know, the Katsukashi, <laughs> it's such a big one for him. But we'll, we'll talk about it a bit later. There was about that where he didn't do it and he didn't do it and he didn't do it and we were just thinking that he was going to try to pull it off and he didn't go for it and he ended up winning yeah. without it. But it's like funny. he's got an arsenal now. It's a threat. It's always a threat. It's always there. And sometimes the fear of that, that uh, Kimarite that can just – 
you know, knock anyone down mm. might be enough to make people hesitate. Just enough for him to do something else. I enjoy his sumo a whole lot. And another guy whose sumo I love is Wakamoto Haru. He was at Magashira 4 and he went 10-5. He won today against an extremely competitive Oho who was really up there. He wasn't in the running Oho for uh, the Yusho, but he got himself right up there and Wakamoto Haru beat him today. I, th- I felt that the that Wakamoto Haru... Oho, a genius bit of programming for uh, day 15 to Rikishi, who really wanted that final win. Double digits. Yeah. So cool. Maegashira four. He got his kachikoshi on day 13 and he was so emotional about it that I had the camera on the screen zoomed in as much as I could go. I was just really pinching it for tear watch. He he really felt that because he... um, He's come up so quickly and then he just stalled a tiny bit. It's like the briefest of stalls. But now going 10 and 5 at Magashira 4, it's such a display of dominance from yeah, him. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah. I'm a big fan. It's yep. no secret. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, I mean, highest. this is his equal highest rank. So we will see next time him take it one step further. Gee, a 10-5 at Magashira 4. Komasubi. Oh, look. <laughs> Another one. Well, I, I think I think M1 probably would be the yeah. right look for him right now, but he's not. I can't knocking, wait to do this Banzuka, actually. He, he's <laughs> knocking this on the door. Sanumi uh, was the other Magashira 4. He came into today on Nana Shou Nana High against uh, a 7 7 Ichiyamamoto as well, and he beat him for his Kachikoshi. Uh, Ichiyamamoto, uh, he did injure his knee really badly in this yeah. bout. He had to be wheeled off in the. A large wheelchair. Oof. He couldn't. He couldn't get back on the doyo. Yeah, let's. We'll, we might talk about that later when mm. we get to Ichiyamamoto. But for Sadunumi at Magashira four an eight seven Kachikoshi, this is pretty big. Sadunumi is thirty six. We often talk about Tamawashi being the old man of sumo. Sadunumi is not so far behind. At M four, he's got his Kachikoshi. Now, I mean that doesn't doesn't sound spectacular, but Sadunumi's highest rank ever was Maegashira 1, July 2015. Mm. So it really goes to show Sadunumi's form at the moment is incredibly consistent. You could argue it's some of the best sumo of his career. Yeah. Love to see what he's going to do at Maegashira 3 next time. With some of these older guys, I just get such retirement vibes. I'm just like, you got to, like, we want to see happy you. We want to see retirement smiles. With Sadunumi, I'm like, you stay out there. Well... You know, when you're fighting this well. Why the hell would you retire? Yeah, there's something that happens to certain rikishi when they hit 35. (laughs) You know, it's like. Yeah, they fire up. Tamawashi, him, Miyogiryu. Miyogiryu. How old's Meisei? No, Meisei's always younger than I think. Meisei's younger. He's He's younger. But there's an accumulation of experience, knowledge. The body is hardened. Sadunumi, even though Ichiyamamoto, I would have loved to Kachikoshi for this was a great win for Sadunumi. Hokuto Fuji at Magashira 5. Uh, he did all right. He went 7 and 8. Yeah. Didn't really clock Hokuto Fuji a whole lot. Well, I guess, you know, coming off that basho where he thrilled the Western sumo world by beating people who uh, were below his rank <laughs> in the first week and then absolutely stalling out when he came up against better opponents. Uh, look, 
solid effort from Hokuto Fuji, I think, is all we need to say there. Nishiki Fuji, though, he rocked our world again, along with Midori Fuji, just really repping Isagama and yeah. making him feel good about some of his younger ricochet, at least. Would you say it's a changing of the guard? Oh, I would say that. Okay, good. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is too. He uh, he ended up nine and six. He got his kachikoshi on day 10 against Ichinojo. That's, I mean, understandable. Well, <laughs> but he also um, he also beat a whole lot of other guys. Well, he beat Abi. Abi. <laughs> <laughs> the certain other guy. Yeah. Uh, Nishiki Fuji is a pure excitement machine. Yep. And we take... Well, I can take his presence here at Magashira 5 for granted. He made his debut in Makuchi in July mm. of this year. Mm. And he has really made an impact. Went 10-5 then, followed up with another 10-5 at Magashira 10. And look, this 9-6 at Magashira 5, he doesn't really show any signs of uh, topping out yet. No, he's someone who I feel like just always gives that absolute all. No matter where he is on the dojo, he is trying. He's still trying to get back into the bout. And I guess it's, you know, because he's young, he's, he's 26. He's not super young, but he's still you know, trying to come up. He's new to uh, Makuchi and he wants to succeed. He's got that sort of drive and ambition to 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 never say no, to never give up, and it makes his bouts always really exciting. Yeah. There's something, when I see him step up on the doyo, I just think of the words future of sumo. Yeah, for sure. It's with, it's with Nishiki Fuji. Uh, Magashira sixes, we had Nishikigi uh, going 8-7. He only picked up his Kachikoshi today on the final day in a very exciting slash disappointing bout against Koroeko. was solid belt sumo from Nishikigi. Again, he flies under the radar. He gets in. He does what needs to be done. Uh, a good result for him He's at Magashira 6. Great year, only one Makakoshi. Highest rank at Magashira 4. Uh, he should be back near there in January 23. So great news for him. Ryuden 9 and 6. He has <clears throat> uh, really, really re-established um, himself in Makuchi. I can't see him going anywhere in the near, near future. Mm. Yeah, look, uh, there's your... Uh, I feel like we've been treated to some incredible comeback stories. Your Teranofujis, now your Abis. Uh, Asaniyama, we're still got a bit of an asterisk against, but there's an expectation that, that you come back and you come back incredibly strong. This is a really, really solid result for you. 9-6 at Maigashira 6. Good stuff. Really cool. Endo and Miyogiryu were the uh, Maigashira 7s. Endo went 6 and 9. Um Threw a hanker in there against Tamawashi. Yeah. I mean, doing that against Tamawashi, a ricochet down on his luck. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> nah, not into that at all. Looking at Endo's year, 2022 hasn't been all that kind to him. He's only got one Kachikoshi this year mm. where he went 8-7 at Maigashira 4 in May. And this actually, this performance, 6-9, is his worst performance this year. Endo? What's going on, mate? I don't know. I mean... This is en Endo at Magashira 7 is correct. He's just a salary man in sumo, just doing oh. his biz. Miyogiryu, he got his kachikoshi though, and he got it today against Azamaru, went body to body with him and easily beat Azamaru, who was showing some pretty good form himself. Yeah. Oh. 
similar to May say, seeing Mjogiriu back with a positive <laughs> score is, I, like uh, I feel, to me, he's the canary in the uh, mine, mm-hmm. Mjogiriu. If, if Mjogiriu sumo is good, sumo is good. Uh, remember that 2.13 one year ago? Oh, yeah. Hard to watch. And we've seen a few very, very average performances from him. So this is now his third basho in a row with a Kachikoshi, building his way back from Magashira 14 where he was in July and will probably move to Magashira 6 next time around. Well, Takara Fuji at Magashira 8 ended up 3 and 12, but at one point he was 0 10. <laughs> What happened here? Look, I don't know if he's carrying an injury or what, but your performance managing oh, him, geez. though, right? You got him on a plan. He's getting a written warning after oh, okay. this one. Yeah. Oh no, that's business. Uh, three and twelve. Gosh, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't pleasant. No. It wasn't pleasant at all. I mean, I I feel like something was happening with his body because he just was not able to put up a defence. He was not. The other Magashira rate, Tochino Shin, finished on six and nine, and I'm a late stage convert to Tochinoshin, the the worse he goes or the further he slips down, the more I like him. <laughs> yeah. Right. I didn't like him at Ozeki. Yeah. Now, like I see the fight, I see the work, I see the strength, I see the experience. 6-9, not a great, not a great <laughs> score. Uh, got his Makakoshi on day 14 against Sadumi. Look, he's still mid-Mogashira three years after he lost his Ozeki status. I think that's really impressive. Like you said, it's his 99th basho, his 79th in Makuchi. It is his third Makakoshi in a row, but let's just strike that out yeah. and just consider his uh, his staying power. <laughs> let's, do <laughs> let's do that. impressive. Let's do that. Takanosho at Magashira now nine. Now this is disappointing, particularly as he was on the road to Kachikoshi on day ten. So that means um, seven losses, and then he got a win. He got a win. He got a win. He got a win. Day fifteen, Nana Shou Nana Hai. He lost. And he lost against a Tami Fuji. Well, oh, look, I don't know. I have no answers to the riddle that is Takanosho. No, he's at Magashira nine. He should be absolutely slaying down here. I, I don't know if there's a way back for Takanosho. I, I don't know what's happening with him. I, I'm interested in, please give me a Takanosho takes because mm. what's happening with this guy? Yeah, I can't put my finger on it. His mate, the other Magashira 9, a young man called Abby. <laughs> Dirty cheat, but he won the U show. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> oh, Yama at Magashira 10. He went 7 and 8. He won. Um, on day 15, but it wasn't enough to get his Kachikoshi. Um, and he will move down one. Chiyoshoma was the other Magashira 10. Now, he lost us a T-shirt. The T-shirt went to <laughs> Zark on the Destroyer uh, on Twitter, who correctly predicted a henker on day nine. It was the only henker that Chiyoshoma did or had done to him this whole basho. <laughs> he did it to Takara Fuji, who was on zero and nine. Uh, oh, Ta- Takara Fuji actually saw the hanker, but he still lost. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain genius <laughs> to, to choose to do it that day. <laughs> uh, look, unfortunate to see him get Kachikoshi with what was mostly, sorry, I should say Makakoshi. Yep. Uh, with what was mostly a solid performance from Chiyoshoma, I like him on the belt. Look, he's looking. He's fine. He's looking much more when you can when you compare him to someone like I don't know, say Abby. Yeah. 
He is a positive paragon. Well, and it's about when you choose to do it, I think. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to my Gashira 11. If there's a radar, there's a man flying under it, and that man's name is Onosho. Nine and six. This is an incredible performance from Onosho, but not a lot of people were talking about it. No, not really. He just kind of persevered and got the job done. He got his kachikoshi on day 12 nice. versus Kodoshoho and... Um, Today, it was a bit of a weird bout, though, against Daesho that he lost, but I thought it should have been a Monoe. Anyone else? <laughs> well, at least this looked too close to call. It was given to Daesho. They didn't need another look at it, but I looked at that replay. I'm like, at least a Monoe to confirm it. I know. I know we don't talk about specific <laughs> bouts anymore, but if I had been talking about this one, I, I would have thought that uh, Onosho should have gone 10-5 with well, this one. Well, yeah, and I, and I think that it was that, that uh, lack of monoe that denied him that 10-5. As it stands, 9-6, amazing It's all right. Score. It's all right. Shoho, the other Magashira 11, finished on 7 and 8. There was a bit of a henker that he did on uh, day 8 that I didn't love against Ichiyamamoto, but went into the bout today against Midori Fuji on 7 and 7, and he got done. Yep. Yep, that's his fourth Makakoshi in a row after Ouch. coming back to Makuchi. He's had some real Banzuke luck, so that's why he's still hanging around at Magashira 11, but he's still moving down. Probably he'll stay at Makuchi, at, at Magashira 11 at this point. I don't know. He just seems to have great Banzuke luck, but hasn't looked really sparkling. Kotoeko at Magashira 12. Oh. We would have loved to be playing his theme song today, but unfortunately... He lost today. He was in a 7-7 Nanashaw Nanahai matchup against Nishikigi. And despite trying his very best, he just couldn't get yeah. that eighth we win. We were singing Gambare, but it didn't come through. And really, this is not a great way for him to finish off 2022. He got Kachikoshis in January and March. And from there, he's gone 6-9, 5-6 and four days off, 6-9 and now a 7-8. and eight. Come on, Kotoeko, you can do it, mate. Chiyotaru was the other Maegashira 12 rip. He's retired. He's not dead. <laughs> and can I say, it's lovely to be sitting here on day 15 with no Chiyotaru controversy, yeah. no news stories coming out. And in fact, the only thing we're hearing is great things about his new restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Remind me, what was the... It's not yakitori, yakiniku. Oh, yakiniku. yakiniku. So Korean barbecue. We've heard that since the um, Nakabi podcast, so we have Brilliant. heard what it's going to be. Brilliant. No yeah. controversy. Love it. Can we go there in March? How soon can you get it up and running? If anyone sees any news yeah, about it... Yeah, we need to be there. Tell us. Okunumi was at Maegashira 13. He ended up at 8 and 7. He got his kachikoshi. Luckily on day 14, he wasn't one of those ones who had to go into yeah. day 15 on 7-7. Seven, seven. He did get beaten today by Aoyama. Not sure why. And Oho was the big news at well, Maegashira 13 this time around. 10 and 5. I mean, this was a breakout performance. I think it was a little bit hard done by to not get some recognition in the Sunshore yeah. prizes. Fighting spirit. Maybe. And I think an 11th win maybe would have if win. sealed that. Maybe if win. But look, I mean, this young kid has stamped his uh, name all over the top division with this performance. Just looked fantastic. And you can you can see the improvement Basho to Basho now. Mm. Like he's really starting to solidify his style of sumo starting to look stronger, starting to look bigger. And 
despite being at Maegashira 13, in the last few days of this Basho fought against some incredibly uh, high opponents. He did. He had a nine-day win streak as well. I mean, sure, it wasn't the most important people in the fight and, you know, a lot of people who we've described as having Makakoshi because they did have Makakoshi, <laughs> but they're still wins and, oh, he still still struggles a little bit in the second week and he, he got three losses at the end, but that was when he started to fight up, so it wasn't well, his usual that's exactly Makakoshi right. business. In the last three days, he lost to Takeyasu Takakesha and Wakamoto Haru, yeah. but on day 12, a big win against Hoshoryu. Yeah, that was huge, wasn't it? Very Which, cool for Oho. As we mentioned, Hoshoryu absolutely hated. Yeah, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Ichi Yamamoto at Maegashira 14. Now, he ended up at 7 and 8. He lost today. And as we mentioned before, it looked like he really, really did a knee or a hamstring or something like oh, that. Yeah. He was just in so much pain. He um, had to have some help you know, the casually offered help where he doesn't really want it. No one really wants to give it, but eventually they brought out the big wheelchair for him and he got to go back and he was sort of doing those big gulps of air where you know that he's in so much pain, but he's not uh, trying not to show it. So I don't know that. A a disappointing end, I think you'd say, uh, to this basho for Ichiyabamoto. Had a pretty good first week, was only uh, three down uh, on the middle day, but finished with uh, one five over the last uh, six days as he started fighting up, you know, seven and eight. He's at Maegashira 14, will probably go to Maegashira 15. Hasn't managed to really crack, well, anything beyond Maegashira 13. Mm. Hopefully that knee injury, not too serious there. Uh, and then we see him back fighting fit in January. The other Magashira 14 was Azamaru, another Rikishi to go seven and eight with his uh, losing record. He'll hang around uh, in Makuchi. Azamaru didn't really make a big impact uh, despite some solid sumo. No, he had some good wins. And it's good news for him that he was up at Magashira 14 because <coughs> it means that he'll stay in Makuchi for those two basho in a row. That's his limit. He's never been there for longer than two. So what can he do next time? Last time he went 5'10", so I hope he'll be better this time around. Kagiyaki was someone who did uh, really well early. He lost towards the end, but he ended up going nine and six. Well, he lost towards the end because they made him fight up. He fought <laughs> Abi Takiyasu. Well, and then he lost to Takara Fuji today, which was... <laughs> Not cool, man. And, and that, you know, that is the difference between a 9-6 and a 10-5. Would have been a great win for him to pick up, but he couldn't make it happen. But we'll see a nice little bump come January. Atami Fuji. Oh, uh. <laughs> poor fellow. He went 4-11 and 11 in his first basho in Makuchi. Everyone had high hopes for him. He's Beloved already. He is, isn't he? Basho, yeah. Just because of his his dedication to and his love of um, performing uh, the act of sumo. He's 20 years old. Yeah. He's at Isagahama. It's, you know, it's a hit factory in terms of Hayes. He just looked a little bit out of his depth this time around. He did actually. He looked possibly like... This is totally just me guessing, but maybe he was trying too hard and feeling the pressure and really, you know, he arrived and he was like, I need to be a Makuchi 
freakishy and maybe he didn't quite honour his own <laughs> style of sumo mm. or, you know, he tried to do something a bit cool or a bit different or, you know, tried to really stand up for himself but he wasn't, he was surprised. I think he finished off this basho positively with a beautiful Watanage against Takanosho yes. today and yes. I thought, oh, this is the sumo we need to see. Mm. And really... Look, I mean, what's he at? Magashira 15. Yeah, he's going to go back to Jirio, but he'll be back in Makuchi soon. I think so. He's and a the second champion. time he'll come back, there'll be not nearly as much pressure. He'll go back. He's irritated about that. He'll get a lot of encouragement, no doubt, from Isagahama. And they'll just be like, you need to get back there as soon as possible. As a 20-year-old, you know, I think this was a good taste. Mm. Don't need to rush. No, no rush. No need to rush. Yeah. Teretsu Yoshi. Wow. This was, a, this, was a, <laughs> this was an emotional journey over these 15 days. Yeah. And I, and I saw it through your eyes because yes. you've, you've had a conflicted history with Teretsu Yoshi. Yeah. He hasn't been my favourite, but I certainly yeah. feel for him in terms of what he's trying to do now. This, this was really difficult to yeah. watch. Yeah. Each if you day. didn't find this difficult, you don't have a soul. <laughs> and I have a soul. Oh, look, and, you know, he went out each day. He threw the salt in the air. He thrilled the crowd down in Fukuoka. But there was nothing particularly wrong with his sumo. Mm. He just couldn't win. He could not win. You know, and you couldn't really put your finger and say, yeah, he's, you know, like let's contrast it to say like Takara Fuji just looked a bit hopeless. You couldn't level that at Teretsuyoshi. No, he was always trying. He was competitive. I feel like he tried something different every day. <laughs> I mean, he tried so much. On day 10, he got picked up by the belt yeah. by Tochinoshin. So he's already lost nine times. <laughs> and Tochinoshin picks him off both feet off the do. Yeah. Day 14, he comes up against Ura, who ended up 4 and 11. Like, Ura is going terribly. Ura yeets him off yeah. the do. <laughs> yeah. Day I, 15, Ichi Nojo. No, I'm like, maybe Surely. Ichi Nojo could just like freaking not show up and give him a bit of a win. No, Ichi Nojo's yeah. there and he still loses. There, there, oh. Look, he walks away with zero wins, mm. but I think he walks away with dignity. And that's hard to Ooh, use the word dignity and zero fifteen in the same sentence. I think he, yeah. I think he did fine. And as yeah. we've mentioned before, Teretsuyoshi leaving Makuchi signals the last of the small men mm. to to leave the top division. Mm. It feels like the zeitgeist has changed a little bit, or the the meta mm. maybe has changed up the top. Mm. But then at the same time, we see Enho down in Jurio. Oh, huge success. Huge success. So he's rediscovered yeah. the way to use his small stature against the bigger guys. He has absolutely come back. And maybe some time in Jurio will give Teretsuyoshi that opportunity. Well, could he hang out with Enho a bit? Just a little bit of like. Socially? Maybe. Or professionally. A couple of beers. couple of beers. Maybe. I mean, also professionally, <laughs> so he could show him some yeah, moves. Yeah. I mean, Demir Gino and Isagahama, you know, they're, they're not in. No, well, I think you'd, you'd want to keep this off the books. Yeah, it's you know just got to be 
On the side. On the side. Does that ever happen? I don't know. I think it should. I think it should with the smaller guys. I think they should have a special Facebook group. Oh, support group. group. Yeah. Okay. Small well, guy, good karma network. Would you say meet quarterly or would oh, you want no, something more regular? I think six regular? times a year, I reckon, <laughs> before it's <laughs> special. <laughs> quarterly, not often enough. Right, okay. <laughs> I reckon they should meet in um, December, <laughs> first time. Yeah, I mean, Enho needs to, they need to prop each other up, you know. Yeah. They're an underrepresented group. Yeah. Now, you posed a question to me. Mm. Will we see Teretsuyoshi do the now iconic salt throw oh, in Jurio? Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, firstly, we need to know, <clears throat> and I I didn't go back and look at this because I'm busy. Did he do it in Jurio? <laughs> <laughs> Did he do it in Jurio before? If only there was a way we could find out. Oh, I, I can't imagine Damn. how you would find out. Um, so maybe someone let us know. Well, we'll see in January. Mm. Now, well, there's a. Di- I will say there's a difference between him doing it before he ever gets to Makuchi, and there's it, and him doing it now, going back. Down. Oh, so even yes. if he doesn't do it before, it doesn't mean that he's not going to do it now. Good question. Mm. My issue is sixteen. On the oh. other side, oh. there was there this was man. a ricochet. Yeah, this ricochet's name Hiroda Umi. Yes, he went ten and five. He is a glorious genius in front. Of a home crowd in only, now I'm guessing here, his second <laughs> appearance at Marco, which is getting quite late here in Melbourne, Australia. Can you confirm that? Yep. And we had second. a wedding last night and we're tired. Wow. <laughs> I'm very tired and emotional. Here at Umi, though, he went 10-5 last time. Can you confirm that? Uh, I can in just one moment. Okay. He went seven and eight. Oh, damn. <laughs> that's oh, right. that's he, right. That's right. No, it all comes fighting back. Oh, yeah. He was very lucky to stay in. This is his second yep. show. He was Magashira 16, seven and eight, stayed in. Yeah. And thank goodness he did. Well, see, this says to me, it tells me about the importance of second chances. Mm. Mm. Don't kick him out. No. This is the power of not kicking him back. Yeah, to when Jurio. you fit, like keep a tummy Fuji in, I reckon. Well, <laughs> it's called the Hirudumi provision. Yeah, it's where you go badly, but we see one more chance. Potential. Yep, one yep. more chance system. Kick someone else out who <clears throat> just doesn't feel the vibe. The vibe of sumo isn't as good. So actually, who would we kick out this time? <laughs> <laughs> okay, to You're keep a tummy <laughs> Fuji in. So he went 4-11 yep, at Magashira okay. 15, but I want to keep him in. Okay. Who would I kick out instead? Why mm. don't we kick? Uh, oh, well, Chiyotaru goes because he retired. So okay, so that's, he can, he can take his spot. His spot. Easy. Right, sorted. But if I had to kick someone out, it would be Kodoshoho. Okay, well, that's brutal. Hirodumi, 22 years old. Yeah. I really feel that this was a shot across the bow. He has said to the sumo community, I'm coming at you. Mm. I've done a 10-5 from Magashira mm. 16 and I'll be there in 2023 getting in your business. Yeah. We don't talk enough about the vibe of sumo anymore, but Hirudumi, he's yeah, got he's it. he's got it. He tries with every fibre of his being at all times. I love to see it. He Nishi- beat Nishiki Oh, Fuji. I was just going to talk about that bout. <laughs> I mean, when they both step up, uh, stepped up on the doyo, yeah. you, you were there with me, I stood up and I shouted, future of sumo. <laughs> F-O-S. And, I was, <laughs> and I, was, I was right. I was on the money. That was a killer bout. He, look, 
Oh, I don't know what more we can say about this guy. Yeah. Future um, of sumo. Future of sumo. Watch out. 2023, Hiroda Umi, what up? That is the entire uh, Banzuke yep. that we have discussed. And there's just some absolute shining lights there, some difficulties this time around, some really interesting situations that we're going to see in January. We wanted to talk a little bit about our favourite bouts. No, not our favourite bouts. These are objectively the top five bouts yep. of the Basho. Yeah. We're going to take you through them right now. Here are they. They're in no particular order. Well, they're in chronological order because that's the way we wrote them down. Yep. Day two, Endo versus Nishikigi. This was the first time that Nishikigi uh, beat Endo. Absolute uh, sensational, uh, what would you say, survival shown here from Nishikigi. Got off the bales and drove Endo across and out. I loved this one. Yeah. We love a Nishikigi win. Uh overall, but this one was really <laughs> spectacular. And it's not necessarily one that you would see Endo V Nishikigi and go, oh, that's going to be a cracker. But it absolutely <laughs> was. <laughs> Look it up. <clears throat> Day two, Endo versus Nishikigi. Nishikigi's first ever win over Endo. And he just showed some real fast movement. Our second of the top five. Day five, Hoshoryu versus Midori Fuji. We spoke about this one earlier, that incredible Kawazugake move from Hoshoryu. I don't want to talk about that. It was amazing. Everyone knows it's yep. amazing. This bout overshadowed something more oh, important. Yeah. On day five, we had something that hasn't <laughs> happened yeah. since 1742. <laughs> where we had three Okuridashis in a row. We had Takara Fuji, Ryuden, Okuridashi, Endo Myogiryu, Okuridashi, Chiyoshoma, Tochinoshin, Okuridashi. Three in a row. Three in a row. What a gift. Uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful Everyone thing. Everyone facing out <clears throat> to the audience. Everyone. They're just looking audience. out going, Fukuoka, get a. <laughs> uh, so I obviously I went on social media to see, uh, just to kind of revel in this historic moment, so many Akuri Dashi fans across the world. I was like, surely there's a hashtag, surely there's something going on. No, everyone was talking about Hoshoryu's Kawazugake. So disappointing. Disappointing. Sumo world, be better. The next about uh, day six, another one that you might not necessarily think of, it's Okonomi versus Azumaru. Now, they locked each other's arms up. Okonomi was pushed back to the bales twice and absolutely got up on them. He was a mountain goat pivoting <laughs> on his tiptoes on the uh, on the bales twice before he was able to get Azumaru down. So not only was he in such a precarious position, but he ended up getting the win. Okonomi, day six. Yeah, I mean this is Look a it up. this is a sleeper hit. This one, yeah, so so good. Uh, in the fourth position of no order. Day 10, Midori Fuji versus Mitakumi. This one was particularly important because Mitakumi was coming into this one with five losses on the board already. One more would uh, seal his loss of Ozeki or the inability to return to Ozeki. Midori Fuji, though, got in, pushed. There was no uh, no Katasukashi here. Yeah, this was the one I was talking about before where I expected him to – he was sort of up around – uh, Mitakumi's shoulders, and I kept expecting him to kind of flip his arms up and try and pull Mitakumi down, but he never did it. He waited and waited. He was so patient. A really long battle. 
and then ended up getting him out. And I just thought it was a, a good sign from Midori Fuji because he doesn't have to always resort to that katasukashi. Yeah. And to be able to keep his head in such an important bout for Mitakumi and, you know, take that Ozeki rank away from him. I thought this was a really yeah, cool bout. Yeah, amazing. And our final of the top five, day 14, Ryuden versus Daesho. Ryuden's comeback here. He looked absolutely gone. The footwork kicked in and he found a way to win this one. Yep, another mountain goat style <laughs> um, adventure up on the, yeah. <laughs> the tour for Ryuden. It was a really cool bout. This was day 14, Ryuden versus Daesho, the fifth in our uh Top five. Our Sumo Manichi top five. Now there's a big asterisk yep. against this top five because yep. our top five is only for Makuchi bouts, but we saw something in Jurio. It's about that you want to sit down with your family at Christmas time and show them. Yep. That bout was Enho versus Tohakuryu. It was so absolutely fantastic. It was day... I no, it doesn't matter what the day is. looked at it. Now, day can, 11. Can I say the first... Five or six seconds of this bout were already the best bout of yes. Basho. <laughs> but then what happened after that? Well, Enho got in so low. <laughs> and we've talked a bit about Enho already. He has really discovered what to do when he's down low because this is the way that he has discovered that he likes to win. But previously he only had one way and it was sort of to try to drop his opponent or to pick up the leg. But now he's got so many options and he... He really just... <laughs> well, I like to say he's got so many options. He was in a full-on headlock. He was in a headlock. <laughs> he couldn't move anywhere. Um, well, but he managed just to work to Hakuri back to the bales. After a long time. He moved him back, but then Tohakuryu came back at him, tried to pull him down. He never put his hands down. There were two or three times mm. where Tohakuryu tried to, because it was so low, tried to drop him down to the dirt. And his hands just never went anywhere near it. I don't know. There was some like magnetic thing between his hands and the dough <laughs> because he always like rebounded off it. Now, there was also another magic moment that really took this bout to the next level. Enho, uh, his sagari had dropped oh, off yes. and his foot was on it. Yes. Now, I'm normally, I think the Gyoji need to be a bit quicker with mm -hmm, picking up the mm -hmm. sagari. So the Gyoji goes in, tries to yank it, but it's stuck under Enho's foot. Yeah. Enho then lifts up his heel. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, sorry. I, I understand that you want just, to get my cigari. Oh, like, amazing. I'll just lift, I'll just put my whole bout at risk yeah. by politely lifting my heel so you can get it. The Gyoji missed the polite lift at the, of the heel. Didn't get the cigari. He got it later. Well, he it's swooped okay. in he not a, long after no, that. He did a really good job later. But I was so, that was the most stressful thing about this bout. When and I lifted his heel so that he could get the cigar. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to lose because of that. He didn't. Mm. The extra, the final dimension to this bout was that it was for Enho's Kachikoshi. <laughs> <laughs> it went for so long. When you look at Sumo, if you watch um, these bouts on um, Catch Up, on Natosumo's channel, we'll now segment them. And you say, well, you know, the bouts take different lengths of time, but they're mostly, you know, the similar segmented times. And then this one is really super long at the mm. end. It went for so long at the end. Enho, he got his kachikoshi. Very important for him because he's obviously still very committed to 
you know, winning his career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I reckon he is. <laughs> he's not ducking out of anything. Absolutely he's not. not. Um, you know, giving up, and it's so impressive. This this bout was really, yeah, really good. It, it was a Please very – Please watch it. Day very... 11, I think, Eno <laughs> versus Tohakuri. Let's move on. We've got a couple of other things we're going to run through. Uh, Jurio, I'm going to give you a very, very quick tour Please. of what happened today. So Oshoma had the opportunity to win the Yusho uh, in his bout against Daimami today. But he lost, which left the situation of Oshoma and Daimami both on 11 and 4. There were three Rikishi who, if they could win, could join those two in the playoff, Hokuseiho, Akua and Tsurugisho. But can you believe it? They all lost. So we had a, It was crazy. We wanted the world's largest playoff, but we didn't get it. We had a potential of a five-way playoff, mm. but we were gifted with a two-way playoff, mm. one bout to decide it all. Oshoma, who had lost against Daimami, earlier in the day, came out. Looked at out. himself in a mirror. He, and he came out and he did what needed to be done against Daimami. It was dynamic sumo. Oshoma thought really quickly on his feet. Uh, unsettled Daimami and I think used the doyo very cleverly, found his way back into the middle. An amazing win from Jurio 12 for Oshoma. And the last person to win a Yusho at Jurio 12 little fellow called Mitakumi in 2015. Uh, he's in a very select club now, Good Oshoma. <laughs> and look, the Oshoma's uh, post uh, you show interview too. Oh, it was lovely, He's a ray it? of sunshine. He's really lovely. Ray of he sunshine. He speaks very clearly, which is different from a lot of the guys where I just cannot, it all kind of slurs together, I can't understand a single word. He was quite... Uh, clipped in the way he spoke. I could understand a bit of it and just joyous in, you know, he hasn't had his fun beaten out of him yet. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, if you would like to catch up on all of the uh, Jurio goings on, jump on our YouTube channel and take in our live Jurio commentary. We take you through everything bout by bout. We had a great time today doing that. Uh who will we see in Makuchi in January? Yeah, it's a great question. It depends who drops out. I think Chiyamaru um, at Jurio 1, he got his kachikoshi, so he should be moving up. Tsurugisho at Jurio 3 went 10 and 5, in, even though he wasn't able to finally make his way into that playoff uh, for the Yusho, he still did very well. Bushozan went 8 and 7 at Jurio 2, Mitoryu 9 and 6 at Jurio 3. So I, I think we're only really going to have a limited number of spots, though, in Makuchi. We'll, we'll see Atami Fuji leave mm. and we'll see Teretsuyoshi. Chitaru. Chitaru frees up a spot. And depending on what happens with the Sanyaku, there might be an opportunity there. Tsushi Manada from Jurio will be dropping out and Tokashoryu, which brings us to our Jurio Awards. We gave Tokashoryu a new Jurio Award. It's the Goodbye Sweet Prince Award. Tokashoryu has uh, occupied a really special place in our hearts over the years since his, uh, well, before and up to his 2020 Yusho. Um, but Unfortunately, in Jurio, this time around, he finished 4 and 11. He's a bit, yeah, he was really, really struggling. The other Jurio Awards, we gave the Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me Award to Enho. 
Yep. We thought it was over. He's coming back. It is not. And Oshoma picked up two awards, which I think is the first time in the history of the Sumo Manichi Jurio Awards. He picked up the Super Sake Star of Tomorrow Award and the Rising from the Swamp, yep. which is given to Rikishi, who do very well from the lower Jurio positions. Well, maybe that is it. There were some winners from the lower divisions. John Akuchi was won by Takara Fuji. He was 23 years old from Isagahama. Did you say Takara Fuji? Takaru Fuji. Oh, Takara <laughs> Should be more careful there. <laughs> Takara, Just Takeru, call him Takara Fuji. Takara Fuji is the new Takara Fuji. Yeah. <laughs> Takeru Fuji. Uh, it, this is his first basho. Wow. And amazing. he's just busted in and gone 7-0 yep. in Jonakuchi. So uh, he, Midori Fuji and Nishiki Fuji are the stars of Isakahama yep. at the moment. Changing of the guard. Yep. It's happening. Johnny Dunn, 7 and 0. It's Asashiyu. Well, we know Asashiyu. Yep. So uh, he has been in sumo for quite a long time. He's from Takasago Bea. And we saw him in Jurio. Yes, he has been in Jurio. Highest rank, Jurio 13, last year. He's 28 years old, so hopefully he'll on his way back. I mean, he's obviously dropped down due to injury. Sun Danme, there was a playoff today between Hitoshi and Kazuto. And Hitoshi, 25 years old from Oitakaze Bea, he won. <laughs> he, he was uh, an interesting character. Well, he's a, he's a man born for sumo, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, I think <laughs> so. His um, interview was really that kind of interview that makes interviewers want to quit their jobs. <laughs> He gave him so absolutely desne. nothing. Well, his opponent, Kazuto, mm. an 18-year-old from Tatsunami, I tell you what, keep an eye on this kid. He yep. looked very, very fast out there. Yep. Uh, Makushta was won by Tamashoho. So he's a 29-year-old Mongolian rikishi from Katonami Bea, and he uh, beat Asano Yama, which is no mean feat. Yeah, no, not at all. To take out the Makushta Yusho at Makushta 23. So he won't quite be up next time. But no. Asano Yama will. He is coming up along with probably Shonanoumi. Yeah. Who went 5-2 yep. at Makushta 1. Hakuyozan, I think, is going to be okay. back. And, yeah, Asano Yama, we will see him in Jurio well, in that January. that will be very, very interesting seeing him go around again. I reckon we're at the end. I think so. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been an epic yeah. <laughs> uh, episode. Go on for it. Yeah. And, well, firstly, thank you uh, for your continued support. It means so much to us that you listen, engage, uh, support us where you can. Um, it makes it worthwhile what we do. And we thank you for your understanding as we move to this new format where we're not busting our ass every day, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> killing ourselves, making sumo podcasts. Yeah, it's it's more uh, more enjoyable and it's uh, really, we should say it's really brought back the love of sumo, the certain, vibe of sumo for us. It certainly has. If you would like to support us, you can do so by supporting the Sumo Mainichi Sake Fund. Go to PayPal sumo manichi at gmail.com and you can make a donation but only if you feel like it and you have the means to we will be back in january mm, 2023 <laughs> oh, it's going to be a big year the nice. sanyaku in disarray have a safe and happy christmas holiday period happy new year sumo manichi it's another one 2022 let's draw a line under it bye 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 <laughs>